Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Shot Callers presented by 48 Minutes Network. I'm your host Kyle Brandon. Joining me as he does every single week is my better half, Ben Brown. Hola, amigos. <laughs> What's up, Spanish What's, Ben? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, today's episode, we're going to be chatting about the Lakers, their ups and downs. Lonzo Ball gets injured. We're going to talk about LeBron James. We're going to talk about the Celtics and the Kyrie conversation with LeBron. We're also going to touch on the Kevin Love trade uh, that could be coming up potentially now that he's eligible to be traded and much more. So make sure you stick around for the whole episode and have a good time. I said I'll always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm Alright, it is official. <laughs> the- what a way to start a show. I love it. It is official. The NBA is broken. Boogie Cousins is here. Uh, he made his debut uh, the other night. We're recording this on a Sunday night. So he, he made the, his debut Friday night mm-hmm. in L.A. Tupac's back. He's back, man. He is, man. He's back. And, you know, my stomach kind of dropped when he got that first dunk right away at the beginning of the game. Um, it didn't feel real until he got the dunk. The bench goes absolutely bananas for it. Um, man, it, it, it felt good. <laughs> it felt good. It it felt a little scary. Um, it did. It did. Um, because, you know, with an Achilles, you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, he, but, man, he, he caught that thing and hammered it down. Everybody went Hammered nuts. it. He ended up with 15 minutes, um, which isn't, isn't a ton. You know, like Kavon Looney had 28 minutes. He ended up with 15 minutes. He went five for eleven from the field, three of four from three. Yeah, which I know is a big thing. Absolutely, six boards, three assists. He did foul out uh, and ended with fourteen points overall. Boogie Cousins opening night. What do you think of that? Um, I think it's it, it makes them. I mean, I don't know if it was possible, but it makes them more scary. It does, man. It I does. Mean, like for and and it's not the the you know it's not the all the other things where they have the inside presence. I mean, because they you know you never see Golden State go inside out, but now that they have that, and on top of that, he can step out and go three for four from three point range. So not only can he stretch the floor as a five, he can go inside and beat up your five. I mean, we talk about dominant centers. There's only what four or five really true big men that play in the league. So if he can go inside and beat whoever you put up on him. And you got to start doubling. Oh, okay, I can kick it to Clay. Oh, okay, I can kick it to Durant. Oh, I can I can kick it to Curry. Like, what? It puts you in an influx. And then on top of that, most fives that are coming out to try to guard him, if he's running a pick and pop, he's a, he's got a mid range jumper. He can shoot a three. You never thought that the Golden State Warriors could be more scary, but they are. Absolutely, especially in the West when you look at like the Nuggets, how they're going to have Jokic, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, all right, Jokic versus Cousins. Right. You're, now you're not you're not totally hmm. outmatched. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. I think that I think that adding Boogie Cousins is just another another layer, and something that it does is just it just gives them more depth. It moves Looney to the bench. Absolutely. Now you have more depth there, which was really missing. So it's scary. Um, it felt like kind of the final piece of like. You know what I mean? Getting the final piece of Exodia, you know what I mean? Yeah, was, yeah like Voltron finally formed together. Like it's it was it. It's hard to imagine Kevin Durant leaving this team. 
for the first time, I was like, all right, he might sign just like a one-year deal or something. Because, man, it is hard to imagine leaving that. Well, I I mean... Now, I think that Boogie's going to be gone, but just the whole thing in general, man, it, it was just... It was crazy. I mean, the Megazord from Power Rangers. The yeah. Megazord from Power Rangers. That's a go. good. That's a good call. That's a really good. I call. went Yu-Gi-Oh with it. <laughs> no doubt. And I went Voltron, which is probably <laughs> older than both of us. So. But um, I, I just think that. I mean, we say that Boogie's gone, but I mean, like, if they win a if if they win a ring and Durant signs back on. The the problem is, I think that he's he signed for the minimum, which right. is like five point three, I believe, or something like right. that. The problem is that you can't re-sign him next year because you don't have you don't have the you don't have his bird rights or whatever. Right. You can sign him for a hundred. I think it's one hundred twenty-five percent of what his current contract is. So yeah. now they're only looking at you know what I mean. Now uh, it's yeah. like all right, you can offer him maximum six or seven million. million. Right. And I think he knows that he's he's worth more. Yeah, he's worth more. Yeah. So I think for that reason he leaves. Yeah. Um, but man, is there anyone that's going to stop Golden State in the West right now? Uh, no. No. I mean... I, any? Is there any doubt in your mind about Golden State right now? No. Okay. No. I mean, it, it's... Where do you put this Golden State compared to... We've seen one game. We mm. saw 15 minutes of boogie. Right, right, right. Where do you put this Golden State team compared to the last four years? Um, I mean, I, don't, I mean, it's it's hard to say. I, I, liked, I liked when they added Durant. I liked that team after the you know 73 and 9 um i like that team where they added durant that first year i think it was 17 16 17 i think it was yeah um i like that team but it's hard it's hard pressed to go against a team that starts five all-stars yeah, all, all pro agree. basketball players yeah i mean because if boogie cousins is if boogie cousins is is back to being boogie He's all he's an all NBA player. Clay Thompson, all NBA. You know Draymond. I don't know if Draymond's going to be all. He's kind of had hit a hit kind of a slider, or but he's still considered a, a top tier player. Yeah, he's he's and the best. You, he's the best defender on right. the court. For right. most nights. most nights he's the best defender. And, and then he you, did. So he only had seven points, mm-hmm. and he went over four from three. But he did have a sneaky productive game as far as he had the highest plus minus on the team mm-hmm. he had seven points eight rebounds nine assists mm-hmm. so almost a you know what i mean an entry level triple double like alonzo <laughs> like alonzo Alonzo ball <laughs> kind of line there but yeah so i mean he's he is he contributing does some, in a different way he contributes in a different way so i mean he's still giving you good defense he's still giving you rebounds assists he's still somewhat of one of their better facilitators when he's on the floor i mean he's yeah. He's the guy that can facilitate their offense. I've said this many times on the pod that he's led the team in assists the last, like, three or four years. Mm -hmm. Every year he leads the team in assists. Yeah. So, I mean, he still is able to do his thing. And then on top of that, you're adding two of the best three players in the world in Durant and Curry. (laughs) So, I mean, it's hard press. I mean, you had to be a perfect storm in order to beat them. And they, you know... And that's not going to happen four times in a row. I don't even see any like doomsday, crazy trade scenarios this Mm-mm. this uh, you know before the trade deadline, right? That even put someone in the same category as them. No, so I, I, no, yeah, it, it's going to be. It's the Lakers go- have to get like Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, and like, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. They would Walker. have to, yeah, they would have to make like a, a Kimball Walker, Anthony Davis, 
Um, like you'd have to bring in two. I think Bradley Beal might be off the table the way he's playing right now. Yeah, he he's is. averaging thirty points a game yeah. plus since John Wall went down. I think that he and the team is playing better. Yeah, with Bradley Beal being the guy. Didn't we do this last year? Yeah, we did this last year, we right? Did. John Wall went down, and they everyone played better. The mm-hmm. team played better, and it was like, so what? About, class not there yeah, All right. So right. it's just very weird that we do this every year, mm-hmm. but. Anyways, Warriors, um, the rich got richer. Yeah. Scary to see. It'll, it'll be nice to see them integrate. Um, hopefully that team is just like, you know, overly supportive of Boogie uh, coming back because I think that'll be super helpful. Yeah. What do you think of his shoes? He had the Pumas on. Um, they were all right. I wouldn't – you know, I'm not a big Puma. I don't, I don't think anybody really rides for Puma. You know what I mean? but, <laughs> But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't offend it by him. I guess. I mean, they're right. that's good. I'm yeah. glad you weren't offended. I was. I was a little bit nervous though that he wasn't wearing like a super high top. Yeah, like, like you blow your like Achilles. the deer and fox yeah, kind of. You know what I mean, like you blow your Achilles. Like you would think that you'd be all the way up to your daggum calf. Right. Wear with, space boots. Yeah. Wear a space boot because you know. But I wasn't offended to buy them. They looked like kind of like low chucks. Almost. Right. You know I, mean? I was like, oh, okay, hooping in those. Right. But. Like you said, he was rocking Vans or whatever. Right. Um. <laughs> So that kind of leads me to my next one. Uh, Lonzo Ball just came just came out. Shams reported that Lonzo Ball is out four to six weeks um, with a grade three uh, left ankle sprain, mm-hmm. and um, shouldn't have been wearing those big baller shoes. Man. Shouldn't <laughs> the, have. The big that's, ballers got him, man. I'm that's what you. happens when you're when the sole of your shoes go buy you a legit shoe. The sole Lonzo. of your shoes over there, your ankles over there, <laughs> but he's out four to six weeks. The fall was. Just real clunky looking. Yeah. Just very weird. Um, and I'm not a big fan of people getting carried off. Stop carrying people off the court like it's like. Crawl they, off the court yeah, like I'm a like, man. I'm like, get up and hop off the court. They, they had to come get him. They're fire carrying him to the, like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, like it's a turned ankle. Get up off the floor. Lance Stevenson uh, even held his leg. Right. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, come on. This is nice. But he's out. Rondo's out. LeBron mm-hmm. is out. Mm-hmm. And. So now it seems like Brandon Ingram is their point guy. They're calling up, who is it, Alex Caruso? Caruso is what it is. From uh, the G League, mm-hmm. which I don't think gets me or you excited. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong there. No, no not, okay. at all. not at so all. So Brandon Ingram is their point guy. And, and we get to see kind of uh, the Justice Winslow version of Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. I like it. Which, that that's probably his best role. It's him being a facilitator and, and being the guy who starts the offense and and does those type of things. He's he's tried to be the power forward. He's tried to be the small forward. He's tried to be the stretch four. That's not his. He doesn't perform well in those roles. So being the facilitator may be where he is at best. Yeah, I think that I think that we might have put him in the wrong position this mm-hmm. whole time. And similar to uh, Ben Simmons, where they're like, it doesn't matter what Ben Simmons' size is or whatever. He is a one. Right. Period. He's yeah. a one. Mm-hmm. And I think that Brandon Ingram is a one or a two. Yeah. And I think he's just a really tall one or two. Right. And I think that we've kind of, or not we, I haven't done anything with Brandon Ingram, but I think that he's kind of been classified in the wrong role. Yeah. And he seems to do best when he has the ball and kind of when he's got some pressure on him yeah. to to produce, he does well. Um, he, he seems to like to have that responsibility and he really does produce. So I'm very excited to see him in that role. Yeah. And truth be told, I mean, it's all, they're all in a tryout. 
Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, they're trying to see what he's going to do, uh, if he's going to fit um, in the 2000, you know, 1920 LeBrons, you know, whoever he decides to bring in. And, yeah. You know, where his fit is or if he's not a guy that's going to fit at all. So, it's all a tryout. I mean, yeah. No, I agree with that. And I, and I get to feel like other guys are like Kakuzma. I mean, he's definitely... He's the guy. He's he's definitely turned it up, and he's number he's number two, right? We'll oh, absolutely. About this. He's yeah, solid absolutely. number two. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I mean, he's he's definitely realized that it's a tryout. I need to put up, you know, start putting up some numbers and doing some things that I need to do. Um, so he's definitely become number two, solid, no doubt about it. So. Yeah, KCP has proven uh, to just be very poor, and. I'm a Detroit Pistons fan. Uh, we drafted KCP. I was big on him. I was I was bummed when he turned down our offer and he left. Um, but man, he has looked really really bad. Yeah, he has a defensive ability when he wants to. He can actually be a very good lockdown, like one on one on ball defender. But wow, he has just been looking poor. Yeah, he's made some bad offensive decisions. That shot at it, the end. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the shot at the end of the game. And, and and especially in that situation where Brandon Ingram actually was kind of putting the team on his back because he was hitting some big shots. And for you to come down and dribble and take one dribble, no pass, no and just – And he shot. was 0-6 from three at that point. And airball. And airballed it. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> so I, I think it needs to be less KCP moving forward. Yeah. Um, kind of spotlight – Josh Hart, who Josh Hart the other night was defending Harden Hart. with his arms behind <laughs> his back. I love it. Uh, you're a coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you I just, love that. You love it? Oh, absolutely. It's great. Absolutely. And it, it was cool to see because, you know, in that situation, you know what Harden's looking for. So don't even give him a shot at it. Just put your hands behind your back. Just play chess defense. I love it. Yeah. Love it. No, it was really cool to see. Um,. <laughs> So LeBron is still out. Mm-hmm. He, uh, we think he's going to be coming back, maybe within a week or so. Yeah, maybe I would say so. we don't really know. It's been pretty quiet. We haven't heard from LeBron like at all. He's been doing little, uh, little Instagram videos and stuff like that with he, he future dan- songs. He, yeah, he likes to dance a he lot. Does he Instagram. loves that little Bluetooth speaker? Yeah, he loves that. So, he- uh, but LeBron is out. But we did hear that LeBron got a phone call. He did. Got a phone call, so from his man Kyrie. From his man Kyrie. Um, I, I I heard some of the older guys, you know, your Kenny's, your Chucks, your Shacks, they weren't happy that he put his. It felt like he was putting his younger players on blast about not being ready for the big time, not being, you know, him being in the leadership role now. He understands what LeBron was trying to tell him, and like. I think Kyrie was just trying to explain what he's going through right now as being a leader. Um, Producer Tim shared a great, great piece on that conversation, kind of an inside look to what Kyrie was thinking, uh, even when he was leaving Cleveland about, you know, he wanted to be the guy, you know, he was supposed to wait one more year and then, you know, then make a move, but he decided to make his move early. Um, so now he's starting to realize now that he has younger players. And we had talked about this last week on the pod about how, you know, Tatum, Brown, uh, Rozier, those guys have kind of taken a back seat um, to the, you know, Kyrie, to Horford, to, you know, Marcus Smart, to Marcus Morris, 
those guys have kind of stepped up as their leaders and Kyrie being the main guy, being that guy. Now he's kind of in that LeBron role. So he was just sharing a little bit of his conversation. And, and I think that Kyrie was just being Kyrie. I don't think he meant anything by it as far as not, you know, throwing shade at the young guys. But I think he was just like, look, I was that guy. I used to be that guy. Everybody knows that's why I left Cleveland. I wanted to be the guy. Do you think he's now saying that he is the LeBron of the team? Um, I, I think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying that the leadership role that LeBron has looked a lot it was looked a lot easier when you're the 22-year-old guy looking at him. It's almost it, it kind of feels like that Jimmy Butler thing where, you know, you have guys like Williams, you have guys like Towns. They don't understand how what what it takes to be on top. They don't understand that grind, that mentality. They just think that, oh, well, I'm young, and these old heads are trying to keep me down. They don't want me to succeed and this and that. But, you know, from Kyrie's case, like now he's seeing, I'm that older guy. I know what it takes to get a ring. You guys got to put in the work in order for this to be, you know. And I don't think it was an, an, a straight-on blast. I don't think he was trying to blast him. But but and when you're an older veteran now and you take that leadership role and you're talking to LeBron about that, like, I think he's just trying to give people an inside look to what he's what he's seeing and what he's thinking. Yeah, I I do think he's trying to give everyone an inside look, and I, I think that's probably the thing I take problem with most. I think he just talks too much. Too much, yeah. Like he just always has something to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't have a problem with like what he's saying. Usually, like ever, I just think he's saying too much. Right. Um, especially you think it should have been in house. Yeah, I just. I don't remember ever hearing this much from the Tim Duncans of the world and, mm-hmm. and just a, a lot of people that, that we think of as really good leaders. Right. You know, I, I don't know. I just don't remember hearing so frequently mm-hmm. from them. So, Well, yeah. I mean, they talked about their team meeting the other night and how those guys all got together and aired their grievances and all that. Like, like a lot of that stuff is supposed to be in-house. In-house. And the Celtics are still having troubles. Yeah. Uh we saw a scrum the other night with uh, with Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart. Um, a coach was like being dragged <laughs> on the floor. Um, this yeah, he really lost it. Like the he... team's still kind of a mess. Yeah. So, uh, are you putting are you putting the leadership burden on? Are you putting it on the individual players? Or are you putting it on Kyrie? Or are you putting it on Brad Stevens? Where is the burden of of why this team? is having so many external issues outside of like the game of basketball. They're screaming at each other in timeouts. Whose fault is that that they're doing that? Why? I think ultimately if if you are um if you are a leader of a team as a coach, that's you know, and like I said, I've never I don't coach adults, I coach high school kids, but as a leader and as a coach, you you are in charge of the whole program, not just this guy here, this guy there, and they're adults, they're grown men. They should be able to lead, lead, you know themselves. But you are the guy. I mean, you are the head coach. So when things are going on in the court where you know Marcus Morris explodes, or you know Jalen Brown's yelling at a uh, Marcus Morris, and or I mean Marcus Smart exploded, but you know Jalen Brown's yelling at a Marcus Morris in your huddle, and this like. Like, those are things that a coach should address. Like, that's not, you know, you can't let those things go. So, I think it all falls, not all of it, but I think a lot of it falls on the head coach. Like, I think 
at some point he's got to step in and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is the way it's going to be. And then your leaders, your Horfers, your Irvings, those guys then reinforce what he's trying to say. Yeah, I agree. I, I also think that, um, I also think that this is like what John Calipari is really good at Mm -hmm. is just managing a bunch of really big personalities and really successful basketball players. Mm -hmm. And he really doesn't, I don't know. He does. I don't think he gets a ton of credit as an actual coach. I think that he gets credit as a recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you see that when you have all these personalities and all these people that know that they're extremely good at basketball um, and they're not succeeding a hundred percent of the time every single night, um, that it could be difficult to deal with mm-hmm. all those personalities. I think he does a really good job dealing with it. Right. And I bring up Calipari because I was reminded of him when the when the Jimmy Butler beef <laughs> happened and. <laughs> Calipari's now dueling with Jimmy Butler in the NBA, and it's just every single night there's there's Jimmy Butler or Celtics drama. It seems right. Um, like Cal be perfect for the Lakers. Exactly, Cal uh, perfect for the Lakers. What do you think, oh, Cal for the Lakers? No. You think Kyrie to the Lakers? Possible. Uh oh, the Lakers. Possible. The Lakers could use a good shooting point, point guard. Kyrie's a free agent next year. The Lakers have the max slot. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't. I'm yeah. sorry, Tim. I know Tim's bummed about that. Uh, shout out to Tim, also rocking the the new LeBron Sixteens oh, right now while we're recording. I love to see it, Tim. And I'm I'm currently taking a picture of love these. It. These love it. Uh, these and the Griffies. I mean, uh, I mean, his shoe game is re- is ridiculous it, it, right it's, now. It's great. Um, it's ridiculous. Question about LeBron. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he has any regrets right now? going to LA. No. This year specifically. No. Okay. I, I don't. Um I don't I th- know if I do either. I just Yeah, I, I think for LeBron, I think it's I think when he thought LA he, he wanted to he wanted this next year, not this current year, but this next year to be the year where he could put a run together and, and win a championship. But I think LeBron he's like we've talked about before, he's so much into the mainstream media with uh, movies and documentaries and TV shows. I just think that L.A. was just a better fit for him. You know, you're not making TV shows in Akron, in Cleveland. Like, you have to be in L.A. in order to be, a, you know, to for the bigger picture of LeBron. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think he has any regrets as far as making that move. Okay. I, I, do you think that the Lakers, besides LeBron, have underperformed this year? Hmm. Your Ingram balls you, and your. Um, I I think Ingram, I think Ingram, like we've talked about before, has a little bit of that Miles Turner. Yeah. Where he hasn't, he's he's not gonna. He just doesn't feel like he's next going year. To this guy's get, gonna break out, right? Like yeah. he just never feel like he he just just never quite gets to where we want him yes. to be. Like yes, he got he has that feel now. Lonzo Ball, I think I think Lonzo has has made a complete one eighty. I th- I love that he's more focused on being a defender. He's trying to be a facilitator. I I like that Lonzo Ball. Uh, I think he's improved. Um, Kuzma, of course, has yeah. improved. Okay. Um, so there have been bits and pieces of where I think they have gotten better, but you know. So we talk about LeBron being cerebral. Hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron kind of saw the Western Conference and saw how difficult it is right now, but also recognizes in a few years the East is going to be insane mm-hmm. 
with the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics are just going to be like right next level. Absolutely, Bo- I think uh, I think that Philly is going to be next mm-hmm. level. Giannis and everything like that. And I don't know if the West has as many up and coming teams that are as well rounded. Right. Well, uh, the West is older. Older, exactly. Yeah. The West so, is like older. the Thunder, I think are going to regress a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, I do think the Nuggets are that are the one team that is going to progress mm-hmm. a lot. But I think we that, think about a Golden State, like we talked. I about think before, they'll regress. They'll regress. We think Durant's going to leave. Houston is only getting older. Chris Paul is only getting older. So I think that yeah. they're going to regress. They're not going to be a sixty-five Agreed. win team every year. So um, I think LeBron might know that it's not about this year, or maybe even next year. But yeah, in a couple I think, years. I think he's going to be dueling with Denver. I think yeah. it's going to be. LeBron versus Denver more mm-hmm. um, than it will be with, yeah. with Golden State. And I think he yeah. might have seen – I mean, I, he might have seen that. He he saw the Kyrie Irving thing. He saw the – you know what I mean? How, how he envisioned Cleveland coming together so well from yeah. afar, um, he might have envisioned it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have any question about – he is always four to five steps ahead of everybody else. So – uh, for him to see that and see, oh yeah, those, those teams are getting older. I don't want to keep bumping into a Philly. I don't want to keep bumping into a, the Celtics. I don't want to keep bumping into the Milwaukee, Indiana. All these teams that got young talent on them, and I'm getting older. With with older guys on my team, I can go to L.A. with young talent. You have a what twenty two year old, twenty one year old Alonzo. You got a twenty one, twenty year old Kuzma. You got a young Ingram. Ingram's still only what twenty two. I mean, so you got all these young guys. I mean, I think he I saw. Wish, I think he saw that. I do wish they still had Randall and D'Lo. I do. Oh gosh, Man. could you? I mean, could you imagine? D'Lo is still twenty-two. Yes, he's. Buddy Hield is what 26? twenty six. Twenty, yeah, twenty six. He is four years younger than Buddy yeah. Hield. Yeah. Come on, I. Ah. I mean, just think if they. I mean, just one of. I even if you held on to one of, either Randall or or D'Lo. Russell. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like. Just one of them, yeah, makes Man. a difference. That'd be great. Uh, we are going to see the Lakers tomorrow in the what, what I think is the second biggest uh, day of the regular season, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Lakers will be the late game. They'll be going up against the Warriors. So we're going to see a little bit of everything we've talked about so far mm-hmm. all unfolding. This is going to be the full strength Warriors against the. Ooh. Less than half Less than straight Lakers. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be yeah. very, very bad. So yeah, that that would make it ugly. I don't think it's going to be close. The Warriors are just scoring 140 points like At the Willis. last few games. So mm-hmm. um, I'm very worried for the Lakers and their morale after this yeah. game. Um, but we do have some some good games. Yeah. Um, which what game are you looking forward to tomorrow? Man, it, we got a big slate, bro. Our your. Bulls, Cavs, Bull- Tim says. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> that's a good old air ball right, right. there. Right. So. Does he campaign get revenge against his former team? Oh, Stop. man. No, no, no. Um, well, I know we talk about your Brooklyn Nets versus my Sacramento Kings. Love it. I think have have the Brooklyn Nets solidified themselves as the sixth best team in the East? I think so. Are we man. comfortable saying and that? Now, hold on. I, I have to give props to producer Tim because – he had said, "Oh man, that's really fun to watch. They've they've done some." And then, then I got to give other props to GLK because he came with the Brooklyn Nets shirt. 
I bought the shirt, so that that I mean, puts me is. ahead of Tim. <laughs> yeah. I bought the shirt, so he's in. <laughs> but Brooklyn, I mean, Brooklyn has solidified themselves. The yeah, you did. But they've solidified themselves for sure. I I I like that team. I like that team a lot. I do too. I think that they're they kind of remind me of the Miami Heat mm-hmm. without bad contracts. Yep. And I, it makes me nervous this off season because they have two max slots they, available. They do have two max slots available. And you know, of course, it's like it's easy to say, oh, Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving, or you know what I mean. You get whatever two players you want to say. Right. But if they don't, and it's all of a sudden like. All right, we're going to give Chris Middleton the max, and we're going to give, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? and someone else that's like not there. Right. Um, I just get nervous that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, because they're they're course, they're young course, so good. I mean, with D'Lo, and then you, I mean, you don't even have Karis Levert. Levert's still out. Yeah. I mean, I just know, don't want them to use that money for bad for, contracts. Because look at what the Heat did. Yeah. The Heat had all this money. They have a team just like the Nets, where mm-hmm. we have young guys that hustle really hard, that play good defense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They ha- we got all that. We got the young hustlers. Those guys get a little older. They couldn't really get any good free agents. Right. So they just start overpaying everyone. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you have your Tyler Johnsons on your $17 million contracts and Hassan Whiteside's making 23, 24. And, yeah. and all of a sudden you're just capped and you're screwed. Yeah, you're throwing money at bad players. Goran Dragic is making a ton of money. Yeah. So they just have to be careful because they have come so far. Mm-hmm. They've come so far. Also, they don't have... They didn't have draft picks, so they don't have like that top tier talent. You know what I mean? Right. So, so that's kind of like the curse of it. They don't have the top tier talent, so now they have the open space in their cap. Right. But they don't have the top tier talent, so that's kind of what they're missing. Right. But yes, they play the Kings. The Kings beat my Pistons. They did on that Buddy Heel double, double dribbling, dribble. double dribbling. <laughs> Son of a gun. Son of a gun. I can't even be mad, though, because Sacramento Kings Twitter just saved my life when they posted those edits. Um, That's just been my life. Blake. (laughs) Blake. Blake. Blake had 38. I'm I'm at the point where I feel bad for him now. I feel Um, bad for him more so than me. Um, But the Kings, man, the Kings look good. They look good, man. They do. I'm in. Uh, Yeah. Um but back to Blake though, like he is. Uh, I mean, he was thirty-eight and six last night. Thirty-eight and six, and I don't. I, I mean, I don't know what else he can do. I mean, that's. And I know we had talked about your Pistons. I mean, they're they're on a struggle bus right now. Dude, it's about as sad as it gets. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it it was it was bad. I, I know if you're making a short list of teams that are in the bleakest situation. <laughs> I know on that short list is, is the, in all caps the Pistons. Pistons. So. Um, but yeah, the Kings, man, they, they've they've played really well. They're twenty four and twenty two now. Okay, ahead. two games over. Um, I mean, buddy, they're kind they're of, buyers too, right? Yes, now. they absolutely. have eleven million in they, cap space. Yeah, so they could take That's a Celtics pick looking worse and worse. They, they could take a bad contract, make that Celtics pick worse. Yep. They don't have a pick this year, so why lose, right? Right. So you're, they're going to try and win. Why don't they just take a bad contract, get a pick with it, yep. and, and just go? Yep, so absolutely. They're uh, they're only in a half game behind the Lakers right now. Yeah. And uh, tomorrow with the Lakers losing, um, and if Sacramento ends up beating the Nets, beat the Nets. We, could, uh, we could see that swap. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. 
It's nuts to think about that. With Sacramento could be in the playoffs. It could be yeah. in the playoffs. Martin Luther, over half the way through the season. Clippers are up big on the Spurs right now. Oh, Clippers are the Spurs. Hope they both <laughs> lose. How about that, Tim? The Drake curse. He wears all the teams. Yeah. So, anyways, that game's going on at 3.30 tomorrow. It's uh, a league pass game. Um, yep. A game that I'm excited about is, let's see what we got. The what is it? The Rockets Ooh, and the Rockets, Rockets and, and the Sixers. Sixers. That's cash. Yeah. Get to see James Harden, our resident. Uh, he's our yeah. He's our resident shot caller, player of the week. I'm so, every, every week, every, every week. week. This is the, this is the James Harden episode, episode three hundred. <laughs> Get to see him continue doing what he does best. It was really cool at the end of the game last night. He had forty eight. Yeah, and he just didn't care if he got the ball in the last five minutes. Yeah, he didn't care. Mm-mm. He was like. Let Eric Gordon get the ball. He's a good free throw shooter at the end of games. Yep. But that's fine. I don't I'm not chasing fifty. No. He didn't do the Jamal Murray cheap Yep. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. He it's cool that he's all he just wants to win basketball games. Just wants to win. That's all he wants to do. And he is winning basketball games. He is. Like almost in the hand. And last night was again all unassisted. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Putting the team on his back. Against the Sixers. They had a heartbreaker of a game, which was incredible to watch at the end. Yeah. You think Jimmy Butler's the hero. This couldn't be cooler. Then all of a sudden, Paul George is the hero. This couldn't be cooler. And uh, Paul George with the new PG3s as yeah. well. whole thing was great. That was just an overall great game. I would, I would encourage anyone to go back on Link Pass. Check it out. Yeah, it was, that was a fun game to watch for sure. Um, All-Star Boats. Yes, sir. You wanna you wanna talk about the the latest results on the All Star votes? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So we are. This is the third release. Third release or returns, I guess they call them. And of course, LeBron still leading your front court. Numero uno in votes. Uh, Luca has the second most votes in the entire league. Isn't that crazy? Love that. I do. I. Like, like we talked about before, like who who deserves it more than him? Did you see his ejection last night? I did. Two technical <laughs> fouls. He kicked the, ball. kicked the ball. It was a soft little kick. It too. was. But I guess they have an NBA rule when any time a ball is what kicked into the stands or caught by fans, like it's an automatic That's technical. Fine. Which He'll is take fine. it. Yeah. I mean, he, it just he, added some flavor to him. It did. It definitely did. I I was very. Uh, very impressed. He wasn't. He wasn't having a great game last night, though. But so, know. talking about LeBron getting the most votes, are we confident that LeBron should be a starter in the All Star game? No, I, I. That's another one of those All Star things where you know you're going with the popular vote, and we've talked about that before. Um, is LeBron the greatest player? Yes, um, but he has missed a lot of games, kind of like Steph Curry, like. They've just missed a lot of games. Like they, I, I don't think that that that's something where you can make him a starter when you've missed so many games. Like, is he an all star? Yes. It's just hard to put him over like a Paul George, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Paul George is going out there every single night. Most, you know, balls dove for. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like leading the league in steals. Yeah. He's hitting game winning shots, and this is every single night. Every night. Um. And, you know, his main partner in crime is struggling. Mm-hmm. Paul George picks it up, gives his team a chance. So it is tough when the Lakers are out of the playoffs, too. Right. 
So I think that LeBron is going to be a captain. Correct. But not a starter. Yeah. So, and I'm cool with that. I'm I'm okay with that. And and truth be told, uh, we've talked about the popularity vote and the All-Stars. I mean, I'm not sure how much really they care. You know what I mean? Like, if you make an All-Star team, whether you're a starter or you're not a starter, I mean, you're still on the All-Star team. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I don't know how much they really care. I agree. Uh, I think we're going to see Boogie Cousins actually go up now that he's playing. Right now he's 10th. I think he'll go up. Um, but I think that we will see... Isn't tomorrow the last day you can vote? Is it? I think it is. Tomorrow's the last day. MLK Day? Okay. okay. Well, it breaks my heart to say that uh, in the West, Derrick Rose is number two for guards. Yeah. That is horrible, but um, not not a fan of what Derrick Rose said. Um, they had a lot of really good comments about it on, on our show the other day for on our 48 minutes show. Yeah. Um, but he shouldn't he shouldn't have more votes than James Harden. Uh, That's a no. fact. Or Clay Thompson. That's or even Russell Westbrook. I mean Lillard. I mean Lillard. De- DeRozan. I don't know where you put. I mean DeRozan's a guard, so yeah. That that's a bummer to see. So yeah, that's agree. that's the one that I have the biggest issue with. Yeah, I, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's kind of a travesty that he's going to be there and James Harden's behind him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about Kevin Love. This is the week we've been waiting for. He's finally eligible to be traded, and that's going to be January 24th. Uh, He's currently on... Uh, he's currently being paid twenty four million. Mm-hmm. Next year kicks in twenty nine million, um, and he he averages a four year. Uh, it's thirty million a year Correct. for the next four years. So we're going to talk about where we think he could potentially land. Anywhere you would like to see him land? Um, I know that they had mentioned before that Denver was kind of you know they all have a love love affair with Kevin Love. A love affair. Um, I th- I think Denver would be a good spot. I mean, he's a, he's a stretch four that can shoot. You know, you got the Joker in the middle. You got Murray on the outside. Um, I think that I think that's a good spot for him. I think that he could contribute if if the Nuggets are trying to win now and stake their claim. Then and the, and they have someone they can move too. Yeah. Right, they could move someone in the same position. Yeah, they have Paul Millsap. Absolutely, Paul Millsap is making twenty nine million um, next year. It, he's an expiring, so he has uh, a year and a half left on his contract. He makes thirty million next year. Um, so, if Denver could put something together, Millsap, maybe a pick or mm-hmm. so, because I would assume that that Love, even with it being a four year right. extension is more valuable than Millsap, than Millsap, especially the way Millsap's been playing. So, And, and on top of that, for Cleveland, you get uh, one year, $30 million, and then he's off your books. Yeah. And then you've got, you have cap space to be able to make moves because you are going to be rebuilding for the next 
two to three years. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, for sure. I mean, so they got to acquire some. They've got to acquire some talent, and they need some money to do it. You yeah. might as well get bad contracts. Well, not bad contracts, but get yeah. contracts. All, well, okay, most have is a bad contract, <laughs> right? But you got to get that off the books, and you'll be able to get it off the books in a year. And you'll get a, if you get a pick from Denver, you get a pick and get that off your books. It puts Cleveland in a good spot. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Portland. Another team that's at the top, uh, or or close to the top mm-hmm. of the West, that just can't seem to get there. Right. Um, I think that they're going to need a better forward. You know, their forward situation has to improve. Whether you know they try and go for a guy like Aaron Gordon yeah. or a guy like Kevin Love, but um, yeah, maybe maybe Portland. Portland, I, I think. I think that they have two good guards, and I think that. Uh, that Nurkic is a good center. Yeah, I think he's good. He's yeah, he's he a had good the five center. by five game. He's he's good this year. Yeah. So they have two good guards and a good center, two really good guards, two great guards. Mm-hmm. So I just think that they're missing that forward. Maybe they move a guard. You know what I mean, or yeah. or something. I don't know. So um, I'd like him in Portland as well. I, that would be a good spot for him. Um, like you said, they have a good center, two good a good center and two good guards. You add him, who can can be an inside outside guy as a shooter as well. I mean, that makes them that much more important. I, I, I like that. I, I would like it. Um, and I don't know if I have any more except for Dallas. Okay, Dallas doesn't have a pick this year. Yeah, because of the Trey Young trade, so they have every reason to try and win. Well, I absolutely every reason to try and win this year. Um, and they have the West Matthews eighteen million expiring. They have Dennis Smith Jr. Absolutely right. Um, that's another three million. So that gets you up to twenty-one million or so. Um, I don't know if they have like a trade exception or what, but mm-hmm. I, I think Dallas would be fine. Um, you could roll out a team of Luca, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Love, uh, Harrison, Barnes. Harrison Barnes. That's you know f- formidable. I don't I don't see them necessarily crushing teams or anything like that but i think that could be a playoff team yeah I, oh absolutely you add a kevin love to the, to that yeah you're you're sitting right there in the west as yeah. far as playoff wise you're, sure. you're fighting for a spot um and i think the last one i have is houston he kevin love is just like the best version of ryan anderson right he's just ryan anderson <laughs> with the stats turned up <laughs> Ryan Anderson is just like is just like a rec league player that wore a Kevin Love costume for Halloween too many years. I'm gonna be Kevin Love for Halloween. Capella is down and stuff. Uh, Capella is down right now. Uh, Chris Paul is down. I mean, now for that team to take on another big contract would be insane. It would be very. Yeah, that would be tough. But. It is very difficult naming the starting five for the Houston right now. It's difficult, man. Yeah, that's tough. I'm serious. It is tough. You get Austin Rivers. You get Harden. Gerald Green. Is Gerald, Gerald Green a starter on another team? No. No. Is Austin Rivers? No. no. Is uh, House? It's House, right? That guy that got called up, House? I think so. No. Like, but I... who's their backup center right now? They're about to get Ken Fareed. Oh, Ken, I was Ken say Fareed. Is... Sure. He just uh, sure. Yeah, he just. I like Kenneth Freed. Paid himself out, bought himself out of Brooklyn, and is heading to Houston. Yeah, there you go. Um, so maybe they don't need him. Yeah. Yeah. What about this? What do What do you think about 
a team that we talked about earlier that's going to have some money, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. All right. I get down with it because they have three guards. Mm-hmm. They need all right. They need two forwards. Is really how I look at it. Right. We talk about what what should they do in the off season. I mean, I even said it earlier is Kyrie and Butler, but right. really they need a three and they need a four. Right. Because they could they can roll out some combination in the backcourt of Dinwiddie, Lavert, um, Russell's on an expiring, but if they re-sign him, mm-hmm. I mean that that's three good guards and a three really good guard rotation, and then you're going to have Jared Allen at your five. So then how do you fill out your three and your four right um you could use ronda hollis jefferson i don't think he has the offensive firepower i think he's a lockdown defender and a great cutter right but i don't know if he's good enough to be really that starter right on a serious contending team in the east so i think that they could use a three and a four um it makes yeah it makes me nervous that they would get like Otto Porter Jr. Right. It, it, it makes me nervous. Right, they get right. Otto Porter and Kevin Love. And Kevin Love, yeah. I mean, now, what do you think of that team? But, like, now all of a sudden, we talked about it. Are they Miami Are now? they Miami? Are they Miami? You're spending money they're, just... They're in the same situation. You're right. spending money just to spend Kevin, money, right? Yeah, are they just like Miami now? Right. So, uh, that's the only thing that makes me right. nervous. It, it does. Um the Kings are buyers, but they just don't need it. They have so many bigs right man, now. Man, that's a team full of bigs. It's all bigs. It is. <laughs> um, so Damn yeah, Fox I, and the bigs. I, man, I really would like to see the whole Brooklyn thing if it worked, because I just I have a fear that they're just going to strike out. Yeah. See, and that's my thing is that we talked about we talked about them having two max slots, but who's going? Who's going to Brooklyn? Right. Even though you have, I mean, if you're able to. You know, if you're able to re-sign D'Angelo Russell, you get Levert, you get Dimwit. I mean, you've got talent there. I mean, I what mean, if it, what if they got like Kevin Love and Tobias Harris? Ooh, probably about Indiana, huh? Probably about where he goes, with Indiana. With Indiana, okay. I mean, because uh, yeah, well, there I mean, you go. But Indiana's a home playoff team. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and really, I I think that. You can't ask for too much more than a home playoff series, right? right? The home playoff series is, I think, realistically all you can you can hope for as a team. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting, man. It'll it'll be interesting to see what what they do with Love. Uh, oh, Charlotte. For... Oh, Charlotte. Charlotte's got some big contracts. Um, now they would have to probably move like a. Well, they have Bismack Biombo now at seventeen million, so mm-hmm. they'd have to move like a Bismack Biombo and like. Malik Monk, yeah. Malik Monk and Bismack Biombo. Yeah. Does that get it done? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. That's going to be the one specifically that I'm going to be um, trying to keep the most tabs on. Yeah. This week. Well, and hopefully, you know, for Cleveland, they don't, you know, screw the pooch on this and and do something dumb like keep him. Yeah, don't keep <laughs> I him. I mean, no. like, like I mean, you really have to get rid of. I mean. I know I was kind of shocked when they signed him in the off season, knowing that they were going into rebuilding mode. Um, but hopefully they're like, okay, let's get him off our books, let's get a draft pick for him, and let's let's make some. But moves. even if they only get, even if they only get one, you know, I mean, Brooklyn actually have the draft pick this year. Mm-hmm. Even if they only get like one draft pick or a Malik Monk out of it or whatever, right. then it's worth signing it's, him because yep. you did it, you got something out of him. Yep. And also, I don't think that they're ever going to regret the Andrew Wiggins trade. They got a chip, they got a chip out of it. Yep, absolutely. Um, 
that they really put the the team on the map. Mm-hmm. There was a rumor for a while about Love going to Indiana. Love Ooh. going to Indiana. How does he fit on the team? Um, definitely Thad Young. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, we have Thad Young. We've got Sabonis. We've got, I mean, we've got some bigs there. Miles Turner. Um, I so think he it, would play. He I, would I, I take honestly, over Thad Young's starting yeah, spot. Right? Yeah, I mean, he would. He would. It would eventually bump, you know, bump that onto the bench, which actually helps us. I mean, because you have now you have Sabonis and Thad Young coming off the bench, which makes us a lot deeper than what we are now. What would they have to give up? What do they have to give up that Cleveland would want? Probably, probably young Holiday, uh, maybe Bogdanovich. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I liked Bogdanovich in the playoffs last year a lot. Yeah, he was an alpha. Yeah, absolutely. He was a killer. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So I mean, they'd have to probably give up one of those young prospects, and and uh, probably Bogdanovich probably would be my guess. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, we'll be we'll be talking about it, and hopefully, we have something to to chat about new with Kevin Love next week, or uh, even by the time that our next forty eight minutes pod is up this week as well. Yeah, but uh, appreciate you guys listening as always. Make sure you follow us and uh, give us a five star review, and make sure you're chatting with us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram as well. Um, Ben is our social media director. He's always posting on Instagram, Twitter, straight flexing. So Absolutely. We appreciate you guys listening. Have a great MLK day and an awesome week. Thanks, Enjoy guys. Enjoy your NBA.